0: hey y'all my name
1: is trey and i'm tyler and we are here to answer that burning question is mercury in gatorade and all your other astro questions like for instance am i really destined to hate everyone who is a cancer and
0: all the words that come out of my mouth never match what i mean to say
1: We're here to answer all your astro questions and more on Mercury in Gatorade. Gatorade. I think we almost kind of did that in sync.
0: Really? That's
1: hot. Okay, guys. So let's get into it today. (laughs)
0: i today, his, <laughs> it's like i'm not having that
1: <laughs> yeah no no room for funny talk because today i got into it with some fucking white twink on we're
0: gonna no, be respectful. i'm not gonna, we're gonna come from a place of love
1: there's no love in my heart for this interaction so basically what had happened was this love in white, this. go ahead <laughs> this day <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're coming from a place of love education the so,
1: children. So this guy on TikTok was spouting really, really bad misinformation. So he's basically going through the series of the rulerships of the planets, which we have already done in the past. Uh, go listen to our old episodes if you're interested in hearing about that. So we have already covered all this information. So you guys are aware of these rulerships. Now, the problem is not what he was saying is the rulership, even though that slightly is a problem because whatever. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. But the problem was the second part of what he was saying, where he basically goes on this whole shit of modern astrology. So let me basically explain what happened. This guy got to Aquarius and um, was talking about Aquarius' rulership, which apparently is now Saturn, or I guess going back to it, whatever just it is. Saturn.
0: I just... just I wouldn't Saturn. It so much as like spewing misinformation as such. It's some... Very traditional astrologists that have some interesting opinions. So there, go there on, was go on. <laughs> there
1: was definitely misinformation spread because one
0: hundred percent. But we'll, like, and we'll I get think there. Just, we'll get there when we get there. Bad. It's
1: more. Uh, yeah. So
0: I commented. I was like, eh, or
1: Aquarius, because this is not everybody uses traditional astrology, and that didn't make him particularly happy. And this is where we get into like the real part of misinformation because instead of just like letting bygones be bygones or being like, yeah, like that's a different practice that other people use, whatever. This guy like decided to get hellbent and like decided to just go in on why modern astrology and all of the modern rulerships that have been applied to the outer planets um, are completely incorrect and don't work with astrology. And that's where we get into just the blatant misinformation. And the reason this is blatant misinformation is well, for a lot of reasons. When we're talking about what traditional astrology is, we're talking about astrology that was created thousands of years ago that has held up you know, the test of time and still exists today. Now, the reason why traditional astrology is not always the best to use is because there were parts missing from traditional astrology which have been filled in by technology and our understanding of the universe around us. For example, in traditional astrology, Aquarius is not... Ex- uh, a sign that is exalted in any placement whereas in modern astrology that is not the truth because there are three more planets that we have discovered that we did not know about thousands of years because they did not have the technology to know about them and those planets are uranus neptune and pluto
0: and we also didn't have the technology to like monitor their transits keep track of where they've been throughout history we all have like we now have these things that can determine these planets' orbits, so that it's to me i think it's not so malicious i think it's just ignorance and he was like projecting and like definitely clout chasing for his little followers Mm -hmm. um but to me like i just think people in the astrology community need to understand that obviously like every tool that develops huh as the modern world progresses we're gonna discover things that we just didn't know and i think You know, I think that's a problem with traditional astrologers is they're having a lot of pushback and they're trying to push back on some of the definitions that I think some of the people that like you and I who have more like either mixed method or modern takes on astrology and like what we're trying to talk about. I think they're just trying to make sure that we're studying our history, but babe, we know our history and like you got to make sure you have that context. The other issue
1: is like there were specifically spaces for traditional astrology to be filled in later. The traditional astrologers almost knew that they didn't have the full picture, but didn't know what to do about it and essentially left that for modern astrologers to later come in and like pick up the pieces and fill in the information a little bit better. It's by no coincidence that there's 12 houses, 12 zodiac signs, and it's by no coincidence that we use 10 celestial bodies and then an ascendant and a descendant, which together all make 12 placements that we really hardcore look at in basically every single birth chart. So these things are not by coincidence. Like there was definitely some room to be filled in. Some signs didn't have exaltations that we now are having discussions about which of these outer planets that we've recently discovered, um, where these exaltations go and rulerships and detriment. So all these conversations are now happening about these placements that our ancient astrologers didn't know about. And I think the argument is the really important thing that we need to remember as traditional, modern, whatever astrologers, sidereal, if the ancients who had this knowledge that we have today were using that in their astrology. How do you think our astrology would look today? And that's really, really important in manifesting these positions because at the end of the day, you cannot deny the fact that those traditional astrologers, those very first astrologers did not have access to the full picture. Whether you like that, whether you don't like that, that is just the truth. They did not know About three planets in our solar system that we use now. I mean, drag them. I mean, drag them. Go off.
0: I mean, drag them. But, like, I mean, do you want to, like, do you want to talk about it? Like, do you want to dive into it further? Or do you sort of just want to? I mean, absolutely. Let's um, dive further. Because these
1: are discussions about astrology that are getting really, really horribly shaping the community and the community is getting extremely ignorant and close-minded. The astrology community is really problematic. Fun fact. And this guy is inst- when I asked him, Hey, well, how do you use the outer planets then if you're not acknowledging them completely at all? And instead of answering that, he basically went on this conversation about how I'm supporting colonialism and imperialism essentially by ignoring these or by using modern astrology there's been
0: a couple articles too on like sort of this related topic and like there's been a lot of conversation within the astrology community about like what to do with the other planets and stuff like that um there's been a few articles i think people just don't know what to do with them and i think it's making them appear very close-minded what more was this guy saying like it sounds like he was just very much projected onto you Well, the
1: other issue with what he's talking about is he immediately starts talking about, oh, well, how are you going to disrespect the trials and the tribulations of the Hellenistic astrologers, like with your colonialism that has rewritten astrology? And these were the original astrologers. And I think we need to owe them reverence and basically whatever. A lot of problems with this that we should unpack. First of all, astrology has been used for thousands of years all over the globe. So if your first example of an astrologer are white people that by all means are a white culture that live in fucking Europe, and we're going to have a conversation about colonialism as if Greek, they don't even have the reference. They don't even know what the Greek culture hasn't, influence colonialism that exists today like w- there's so much lacking of self-awareness here so this person who's gonna get on their platform and act fake woke and talk about colonialism but doesn't want to unpack, unpack the fact that their first example is defending a white culture like you that could, probably took that from
0: that probably took that from somewhere else because please? that like that's the whole point here like are well, we it's not- no one's tools it's everyone's tool are we not and gonna as a collective tool we all shape this tool. And I think that's what people don't understand that like every tool that comes with society, like technology, like our social media, like everything that involves humans and other people, astrology is very much going to be something that is shaped and that we're going to learn more and new things about. And I think like he, a lot of the traditional astrologers, their argument is that outer planets rule sort of like bigger more universal concepts that don't apply to personal planets um and they say that because of that and their argument is that like Saturn is like the end-all be-all of traditional astrology so like their argument is that like Saturn everything after Saturn is like outside of the boundaries of limitations because Saturn represents limitations and boundaries Um, but like I think you can still apply that to individual people. And I think it's just like, like they're like, don't connect planets to signs because if you connect planets to signs, you are dumbing down the meaning of the planet. Babe, I just don't think that's true.
1: But also in transit, like when we're looking at these transits of the week, a really important aspect is looking at how inner planets aspect the outer planets and how we seeing how our personal behaviors interact with the world around us. So do you just not use that in your astrology? And like going back to the ancient Greeks and stuff like that, how much of astrology was influenced by Alexander the Great fucking pillaging through Macedonia and the Middle East? Like, are you not like you're talking about a culture that you're not even educated on. That's the problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, also- and bringing it back to a more personal experience too, um, sort of like dissecting the argument that outer planets can't connect to like personal people. I'm going to throw that. I'm going to talk about it right here because I'm Plutonian and I would say that I'm Plutonian because I am a Scorpio rising uh, Scorpio's uh, Pluto's ruling sign. Um, I also have Pluto in the first house. My experience is very Plutonian. And I would say that because throughout my life, I've been a person that has had very much so to watch the things I do over the long course actions of my life. I've had to, a lot of my life has been around the patterns in which I self-destruct, the patterns in which I change and transform myself. If that's not Scorpio, that's not Plutonian at least because my Pluto is not even in Scorpio. My Pluto is in Sagittarius. Um, But like, if that's not, if I'm not a Plutonian person, I've just discovered that like like Pluto, you sort of just have to go with the flow with life. Plutonian people sort of discover that. They sort of have to like let go of the control and the obsession of control because if we try to alter too much of our lives, Plutonian people get bit in the ass. And like to say that that's not valid, I think, is just very close-minded. And I think that's very traditional, like, y'all sound like Christians, like, and I grew up, like, like, I grew up Catholic, so I would know what sounds like Christians, and y'all sound like some Judeo-ass white Christians, like. But also,
1: these original interpretations, we were not there for these original interpretations, and the other bullshit part of this argument is that he made it sound like astrology was only used way back then, and then only used way back or wait, today, like, was just suddenly rediscovered. And then we redefined the traditional rulerships and all, the, like, that's not what happened. Another ha-
0: point they make is a lot of times they were like, a lot of times they were like, oh, well, the planets haven't even been through, we haven't been able to keep track of the outer planets through their whole zodiac sign. And I'm like, well, that's very true. But also, we are people born in these zodiac signs who also didn't see the context of the past world in their context. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all like relative. It's all like the same thing. Like like the same argument that like we don't understand the past because it's the past and we won't understand the future because it hasn't happened yet. Like it it's the same thing. Like like we're saying the same thing. We're both like all that's all that's happening is we're all just arguing instead of advancing astrology. Like <laughs> But because we
1: know how these planets have orbited in the past, we know what signs they were in in the past. It should be easier, and in fact, this is how we've gotten to our interpretations of what they are now by yes. going back and looking in history of what happened when those planets were at these signs and these aspects. Like, what are you just not? Are you just not going to acknowledge the fact that last year was extremely Plutonian? Like, did the Saturn Pluto conjunction just not mean anything to yeah, you? Nah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty just a coincidence, or that Saturn moved into a fucking cat or? Capricorn so suddenly that's what the big issue was even though Saturn's been in Capricorn multiple times before like and there's no correlation between Saturn and pandemics like what are you talking about Neptune is also just
0: like very uh, much like look at the context of like like you wouldn't describe our generation as Uranian like like the people who are born from like so like particularly like like the people who are born like around our years like from like 1997 to like 2000 like we all have like uranus and neptune and aquarius y'all wouldn't call us uranian but with our technology our like new, the new trends new ways of approaching life just y'all like, wouldn't call us uranian i mean i don't try i'm kind of like the whole point was um, <laughs> there's I, a lot I, to unpack here like there's a lot to unpack here
1: the worst part i think the worst part about this argument is when he says astrology was a religion and that was the point where i was just like Okay, now we've completely lost you. Astrology was never intended to be a religion. It is a way to track human behavior with the movement of the planets. It was never intended to be religion. It is at best a belief. And I don't even think you can call it a belief. At the best, I can think you can call it a tool to work with that you can either choose to work with or not choose to work with. That is fine. But calling astrology a religion is just so far fucking off from what, one religion is and two what astrology is and no offense but i think that really waters down astrology to something that people can either y'all
0: sound like or not y'all sound like really a bunch of belief it's a tool have not dealt with y'all christian trauma it absolutely that are projecting is. your christian values onto astrology and trying to make it this fucking crazy ass mountain of a molehill thing which it is not <laughs> I, I don't even know what it is. I'm crazy, but like y'all, just y'all giving it y'all. It's very much like not cute. It's not cute, y'all. Um, astrology. And- uh, yeah, the, the modern
1: astrology that we have today is was not created to erase erase cultures or erase identity. It was created mm-hmm. to be something that it could apply to the modern world, have nuanced conversations about, and also work with the technology and the science that we have come so far with advancing throughout the years. That is all modern astrology is. Look, was there probably racist intentions that astrology has been used with and inappropriate actions and imperialism, colonialism, all these inappropriate things that may have been associated with astrology? More than likely. But at the end of the day, associating modern astrology to colonialism is just really... It's a stretch. It's a stretch. At it's a best. stretch at best. At best, it's a stretch. At the worst, it is a very far off association.
0: I don't think this. Like, I don't want to disregard the sentiment. I just think it's misplaced. Like, it's very much from like. I think it's coming from a place like you just don't know your history, especially like, 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 like in this particular instance, the the people were talking about greek culture or roman culture baby as if that's those were white people yeah as if that wasn't a white culture that's the other
1: that's that's like the killer part to me is that like as if roman and greek culture is not a white culture like babe i like i understand that like maybe you could argue that it's like mediterranean and mediterranean is like a little different but then let's like getting into those conversations are are italian not white people and I think that we, what we really need to understand as white Americans is that white culture is homogenous and it's something that has unified white people to keep people of color down. And this is our association just based off of our phenotypic appearance and all these things that white is like, when we talk about white people not
0: having a culture, because white isn't a culture, like we're talking about. It's a monolith. White, there are white. And and we're talking about, and, and then we apply that to other cultures and like, what, what we end up doing is we have a society that and not saying that it wasn't caused by white people not saying that but what we have currently is a society that is now creating for better or for worse we have a society that is creating monoliths out of all of our communities and I think it's we're taking the nuance and the intersectionality out of life and that's not what we need to be doing. I think we need to be going back to the individuality and the nuance of life and that's what astrology is about and that's what building community, that's what getting out of this capitalist mess, I think, is is about, so.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it's just very fucking ironic that out of all the cultures that use astrology, you're going to say that Greek culture was the biggest victim of colonialism. Seriously? Delusion love. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. This, like, at the end of the day and this is somebody guys the reason we're going so hard is that this is somebody who people pay for their astrological opinions and hot takes
0: and there's a lot of but and by the way this ain't the only one baby this is there's not- some there's some there's some and by the way there's a lot worse there's some there's some fucking i can name some acts i got ads i got receipts bitch um i got some ads of transphobic ass astrology accounts some conservative ass astrology accounts who are literally anti-mask anti-vasker, anti-vaxxer anti vaxer transphobic queer phobic all the like racist like it's, it's there there'd be a lot of y'all in that community so it's like,
1: not unique it's, it's not unique and this is the yeah. main problem is this is probably a liberal this is probably somebody like based 100%. off this is a this was definitely a queer male and by all means like they were so misinformed and the fact that like this just goes into what it means to be a white man and the fact that when you're presented with information that basically is in conflict to what you are putting out there how immediately defensive and insulting you get and i don't know this whole i'm really happy that like people are educated on issues but I, I definitely, this kind of gets into that field of being like a fake, woke white person. I have to recognize too, <laughs> where that
0: comes from. It's a lack of education. And I feel like what we need to recognize too is like, that's why it's important that we use astrology to really get back into our communities and promote things like education because like, obviously there's a lacking in our history. <laughs> like because oh. yeah. There's, yeah.
1: It just calling Greek culture like saying that is a victim of colonialism when the Greeks and the Romans and so many
0: different that's cultures, a true victim of of, of Trump's America like <laughs> is literally what are you saying Oh God it's and just, we are seeing the results Thank you very much. That's lack of
1: awareness. Thank and you. I'm, I'm so sorry to like go in on this, guys, because this conflict is a really great lead-in to our topic, which is conflict Attention!
0: <laughs> Squares! squares. <laughs> 30 Um, minutes ranting
1: honestly that was a conversation that needed to happen I think Trey and I will joke and kind of shit on traditional astrologers or modern rulership or people that no I truly
0: respect them I truly I think they think a lot of us come from a place of disrespect but oh no I 100% read I read the articles that y'all post I read every tweet diligently I just disagree
1: we were both I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you. I know I personally was a traditional astrologer when I started off with astrology. So- I'm
0: mixed method. I'm a person that I'm very much would describe myself as postmodern. I just think like everything we need to do, pay our due respect to history while looking forward. Um, you know, I, I feel like you and I have had our butts where I've sounded more like a traditional astrologer than you, but I think it's just important to still know where we've come from with astrology and I understand when traditional astrologers say that because I feel like that's where a lot of their sentiment is coming from. They want us to remember that astrology is a tool and it is an art and it has been here for thousands of years but I think it is just a little bit of misplaced worry um, because I think we're putting in the research. I think we're making good takes like i don't think these takes are fucking far-fetched girl like <laughs>
1: i mean absolutely not my biggest pet peeve is just as somebody with catholic trauma i dislike when people thousands of years ago set the standards of things that we're doing today like,
0: oh my god
1: that that's my biggest beef with it
0: that's me that's 100 so i'm sorry that y'all got the projection of our fucking italian male fucking catholic trauma because we all have it <laughs> okay I'm not Italian. Right. Oh, wait, you're not? I thought you were. Yeah. Oh, you're from Brooklyn. That's why I get yeah, I, have... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait,
1: hold on. I don't want to try a lie. I'm I, I'm Irish. Uh, everybody always thinks I'm Italian. I don't know. Oh, I'm
0: yeah, Irish. Doyle. I'm fucking dumb. It's okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody thinks I'm Italian. I'm just like... Doyle! I'm just like, I, I just can hey, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Doyle! Know. If you had the chance to change your feet. I'm Irish too, bitch. I can make that joke. My dad is half Irish.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'll do a twenty three and me later, but I, I really don't like this. I'm gonna be honest, guys. Like I also don't really care about like your specific identity. Brand of white. Yeah. It's like at the end of the day, like you live this is gonna sound awful, but like you live in America and like white culture has been homogenized here and you still can go back and find your culture identity and identify to it. Whereas, yeah, let's like,
0: speak on it because we yeah. were just talking about <laughs> personal identity and shit. I think it's 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 just you very much nowadays have to read the room y'all like yeah yeah like the context like I'm very much an Italian male but to like and like that has been my family experience and that's where my family has like rooted in our like cultural practices and stuff like that but like to like mainstream society I very much have been white
1: so we just needed a Breath really quickly because yeah we just got we got hot really quickly from that earlier conversation but getting into what the square aspect is so that is a 90 degree aspect between two different planets in your chart so if you're using astro charts i believe it's a red line that shows this aspect and this will be an aspect that connects two uh two placements that are in the same modality but of a different element and is not in opposition so that means if you're talking about Aquarius, it'd be like Scorpio and Taurus. For Cancer, it would be is it Libra and Aquarius? Uh, Libra and Aries. Uh,
0: yeah, but no, it would be Libra for opposition. Libra and Aries. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. For a square. Oh, a square. It'd be yeah. uh, Cancer and Capricorn. For a square. <laughs> cancer and Capricorn. Libra to Cancer and Libra to Capricorn. That's what I, But I was talking about from Cancer. But it's, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, Libra and Aries then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then the first one. <laughs> you're a mess. Oh, what? <laughs> oh wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> wait, I'm the dumbass.
1: <laughs> um, so in kind of, if you're thinking about the opposite of this of a square you we're talking about the trine last week which is always a harmonious connection between two placements the square aspect always draws tension however unlike the trine it's almost always it's almost always how make how do i say this it's not always a necessary negative aspect sometimes tension can be a good thing especially between two placements that naturally draw attention
0: so why that is is because the essence of a square is that essentially you're having signs that sort of have similar kind of goals. They just go about them in incredibly different ways. Mm -hmm. So it's basically same end game, but
1: completely different journey. Um, When you're talking about placements that might have a natural natural tension there that do well with the square, think about, I think the go-to one that astrologers bring up a lot is the Mars square to Venus. Those two placements naturally kind of have that tension between each other. And that actually can create more of a fun, flirty... Um, energy between spark, you know, more yeah.
0: spark, depending we, on the nature of the planets involved Yeah, um, like everything in astrology you again want to look at the planets involved you want to <laughs> see what kind of energy that square has because again that tells a lot about what's going on in that aspect
1: more often than not a square probably will be kind of a not doom and gloom but kind of like a shitty like oh damn that's coming up type aspect and it You just got to kind of play around with where it works in your own chart. Now, squares in your own chart are actually a little bit more about like a little bit more positive overall than a transiting square.
0: Yeah, because uh, a square in your birth chart says that you're going to have a little bit of tension with different things going on in your chart. But ultimately, it's something that you're going to want to work through because it's trying to make you a better person. For example, (laughs) I have an ascendant square Mercury what that means for me is I sometimes come off at a completely different energy than what I'm actually trying to convey. And mm-hmm. really what that means is sometimes I got to fucking check myself. And that means I got to slow down and make sure that my energy is what I want to be projecting. That's really what a square is, is like, there's some differences, there's some woo-hoo, the things that might not work, but just it's telling you to do your shadow work, do your self-improvement and eventually it might be not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: Pension honestly can be a good thing in moderation and knowing where we need to put energy forward to be our best best selves can actually just in general be extremely beneficial. A growth agent. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there can, you can think of it, te- a square is like a group therapy session. Like 100%. Nobody ever really wants to go through it, but they know they come out of it feeling a little better normally.
0: Yeah, like it's gonna be some hard conversations, but the hard conversations need to happen.
1: A lot of self reflection, um, being yeah. honest with yourself. Yeah, that group therapy absolutely is the square analogy.
0: So go, going back to like the differences of the modalities, I feel like you can look at the kind of square it is based on the modality and you can sort of see like how much tension is really gonna be there. So like, for example, immutable mutable squares, <clears throat> these signs are usually going to be interchangeable and adaptable. They typically are signs that adapt to their circumstances. So that means a lot of times in the astrological circles, mutable squares are sort of like the easiest kind of squares to integrate because there's not so much. These are signs that naturally accommodate. Um, but if we move and talk about sort of like the fixed signs, so like Leo and Aquarius, those are going to be squares that have a lot of kind of tension and like, something that like you really really are going to want to like sit down and have a conversation but those squares are also sometimes the squares that produce the most growth and sometimes they can produce the most reward because it does have the most tension you know pressure does build diamonds
1: absolutely i think and those they're really fortifying those squares like relationships between taurus and aquarius are some of the most honest communicative aspect like relationships between each other um that square sometimes can actually be just really beneficial and kind of getting the bad shit out first and then growing from that and being able to kind of have that open diet um god i can't speak today
0: that's okay. You just gotta sort of look at the differences of the themes. So, like again, um looking back to my what My Square was, Aquarius and Scorpio, we're gonna see two signs that have deep connection to what really the essence of humanity is. We're seeing these signs that really want to sort of transform people by the masses. They are sort of about like changing and destroying and building up. Um, Scorpio and Aquarius are both very passionate signs. They're both very unique signs. So those are sort of just like tensions and similarities. The difference between Scorpio and Aquarius being that Aquarius is sort of like essence of knowledge and essence of knowing the right thing to do. And Scorpio is like feeling that and like feeling that passion. Like so so much and like really just taking that on a deep level but both you know very deep very humanistic very inner kind of like sort of speaking to like deep kind of shit um the in the same kind of stance go on what were you gonna say go on no i was gonna move on you were going ttt um in the same kind of stance uh virgo and sagittarius that's more like they're sort of like Similar and more like big brain, like that's a big brain square, but like they're more about like changing the day to day routine by engaging in long day, long distance travel. They want to like expand their phil- philosophical ideas, but make them practical. Like, again, you just got to look at the signs of what they're in and all that kind of shit, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So, when we were talking about trines, we talked about this aspect called the grand, uh, the grand trine. So, today we're talking about the grand cross. Oh, We wonder what that is. So (laughs) a grand cross is something we've definitely covered before. Uh, I think we covered it when we looked at my own chart. I think we covered it. We've
0: covered it in a couple of people's charts. Yeah, we've
1: looked at it for a couple of people's charts. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, I'll go through what a grand cross is right now. So that's when you have four placements in one modality that are all squaring each other and then opposing the placement that they're not directly squaring. So what that would mean is you have a Virgo, Gemini, Pisces, Sagittarius placement, for example. And the Pisces and Sagittarius are squaring each other. The Pisces is squaring the Gemini and then opposing the Virgo. And then also the same thing with the other placements. So it creates essentially like this kite in your chart. What you will see is Again, if you're using astro charts, four red lines that create the box and then oppositions that form an X in between the chart like that. So that is a box with with an X in it. It looks like a kite, yeah. (laughs)
0: Or a plus in it. It looks like a box with a plus in it or a kite. It's very
1: straightforward. So essentially what's going on here is these placements are all sharing a modality. So once again, like we were saying earlier, they all have a similar goal, but a very different way of trying to achieve that goal. So what this is, doing is, you know, it can be sometimes very overwhelming because you can feel pulled in a multitude of different directions of how to solve one singular problem. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily bad. I think that when you have a grand cross, as I've said before, this needs a lot more self-reflection, probably from other people, probably you come to a lot of indecision. And that is okay. It's really good to have these things. It means that you are thinking of things from multiple different outlooks and you're kind of looking at things from an outside perspective looking in, which is really, really healthy when it comes to
0: any sort of decision making in general. Um, I would agree with that, Tyler. I think that's a great point because um, a lot of what we talk about with squares, I feel like that speaks towards the nature of squares in general, where you, again, sort of got to be reflective and you sort of got to know what kind of things that you got to work on. (laughs) Another thing sort of like how tyler was talking about with the grand cross a t-square to a lesser extent is sort of like a grand cross but with three placements instead of four four. um and a lot of times when they say to to address the t-square tension um they say to go ahead and pinpoint like the imaginary fourth spot Mm -hmm. of your grand cross and a lot of times That's where like sort of the resolution of that T-square energy is. So a lot of times when addressing square energy, you sort of just got to look at the differences of your perspectives. You got to make sure you're coming from the right places. You got to make sure that you're acting from correct intention and shit like that. Mm
1: -hmm. With the grand cross and these T-crosses, what they typically indicate is that this is a person who has a little bit more of a formative journey in their life. Um, This is somebody who typically deals with they learn from hard lessons, and then they have a lot of growth that comes from them. So a lot of resources might say that they might struggle with balance or moderation, um, especially, you know, depending on what placements are involved. And, you know, this may or may not be just true to you, but what I would definitely say is, especially with the Grand Cross, these are nearly guaranteed to indicate some form of conflict, both internal and external. Yeah. So this is going to be a really healthy part of growing in your life. As anybody- it's
0: accepting that stress, accepting that life is going to be a little bit tense for you. I know that's a lot of uh, that sounds a lot. Sh- <laughs> it's a lot easier said than done, friends. But you know, it's a lot of accepting that life is can just be life at times, and all we're trying to do is do the best with what circumstances we all were brought. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: And just like with anything else, some people are dealt a more tough hand, but, you know, I wouldn't say, I think it's really, really important because this is another trend that's going around is that there's like bad placements or there's bad charts. We need to throw that idea away just as apologers in general. There's- And I
0: mean, like we've been, I mean, we've done it on this pod. It's great to key. It's great to throw some shade. It's great to talk some shit. But at the end of the day, there's no bad charts and there's no bad- Inherently bad, life is not oh, absolutely good. Yeah, it's
1: absolutely subjective, yeah. and that's like another big trend going around nowadays is that there's bad placements. I, I saw a TikTok where somebody was just talking about how things in uh, detriment make it a bad placement, and guys, that's not the truth.
0: So all Libra Suns and Aquarius Suns are horrible people because their Sun is in fall and our yeah. Sun is in detriment, really.
1: Yeah. Please, oh, no, that's, okay. not,
0: that's,
1: that's that's not, that's
0: not, that could be further from the truth, so, like, don't say that shit, like,
1: not don't it. say that
0: stupid shit, I'm gonna clock you.
1: Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, so I'm so happy that we could go over, you know, bad TikTok trends with astrology and sure. touch on the square, even though the square was supposed to be our focus of today. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, but again, you know, square is all about tension, the ways we grow, sort of, you know, how life is, long-term growth, so here we are, moving on to that long-term growth and we're talking about the how i drank the how kool-aid i'm now on team how i'm for the the cow and how names hell yeah Um, team cow team how (laughs) team cow team how
1: ride or die honestly i do miss i miss having a cow but you know we will be bringing that back shortly we just kind of want to collect i guess
0: we're going to be joining astrology tiktok is what we're saying
1: (laughs) yes i can't wait we are gonna make an astrology tiktok and we will be talking about all these horrible trends probably duetting the people that make these horrible trends and calling them i,
0: up I don't want to no i don't want to wait i really want to have that we will be starting
1: astrological turf wars on twitter so get ready guys um like.
0: uh, no Not with <laughs> it,
1: against us
0: my pisces mars says no
1: uh, Pisces lord says yes.
0: <laughs> I choose violence. <laughs> I choose violence. Getting okay. into this horoscope love, the sign does not smoking, but <laughs> I do not put that on the pot. Um <laughs> I'm going to have so much fucking editing to do. <laughs> not a lot of um's though. It's good conversation.
1: No, we are coming we off, we changed from um to like, and that that's a mutual thing. We
0: have both done that. Like better anyways all right starting the astrological horoscope week on the 14th the moon moves into Aries we are coming off of a new 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 moon in Pisces that had us feeling very dreamy especially in the midst of Pisces season it was a good time to start a blank slate of new visions and ideals to hold for yourself but as the moon moves back into Aries the conversation again shifts to an abundance of energy But coming off of a new moon, we want to be cautious about how we are using this energy. We want to make sure that we are capturing our enthusiasm effectively. A lot of times with Moon and Aries, we can just sort of jump at every little thing that we want to do. Don't do all those plans that you just visualized all at once, girl. Direct the energy of Moon and Aries so that you can make smaller, more effective steps towards achieving the shit that you want to do.
1: Moving on to the 16th, so the Sun sextile to Pluto, and spoiler alert for this week: lots of sextiles. Sextiles are not always the most obvious in their effect on us, but they are still prevalent. And I would say that this is we're experiencing a lot more obvious sextiles this week, especially because a lot of them are to Pluto, and Pluto is not one to go about things in uh, a covert manner. We'll say that. So (laughs) the Sun will be sextile in Pluto on the 16th, and definitely going to say this is going to be a great spark to the start of the week. I think this will set kind of a tone for just being energetic. um, And that will kind of continue further throughout the week. This is definitely not, like I said, the most impactful transit by itself. I think it's just going to be a burst of vitality. It could be as simple as, you know, just being able to work out with a little bit more weight than you're used to, or it could be a little bit more serious and you could be doing a lot more with your day whatever that means to you yeah. expect a, whatever that means yeah ex- whatever that means to you just expect to feel a little less strained and a lot more ready to tack on the week ahead of you
0: yeah we're sort of like you know getting out of that neptune feel yeah. um carrying off of that the moon moves into taurus and again this moon is telling us to sort of direct our energy in effective ways again like tyler said Um, The sun in sextile Pluto will give us a little bit of of a burst of energy at this time. But, you know, this is less of an energy with the moon in Taurus, but more so of like a steady nurturing push kind of energy that is really meant to encourage us to do our work and be proud of it and sort of just take pride in like the small steps that we take in advancing ourselves on the day to day. Um, Also on this time, Mercury joins the sun for its last couple of days in Pisces Mercury is in detriment here, so meaning you might have to work a little bit harder to get your messages across during this time. I can see this as a time where people will be more avoidant than direct. You will want to feel things out before engaging. Um, Remember that, though, feelings aren't always truth, and that the best way to resolve a problem sometimes is to have that hard conversation. I'm looking at you, mutable placements.
1: If there's anything about a mutable placement is that they love to have a good hard conversation.
0: (laughs) No, they don't. And that's why that I very dark.
1: On the 18th, Venus will sextile Pluto. So once again, we're experiencing a sextile Pluto just from a different planet. And, you know, also take note that the sun sextile will also be happening through to the 18th. So that's also taking effect here. I would say that this transit is kind of a perfect transition from the one that's ha- start uh, from the Sun sextile to Pluto. I, it's probably just going to be a continuation of that energy. It's very very similar, but it's a little bit more directed to a material sense per se. Uh, Venus and Pluto both certainly increase passion, they increase attachment, and they deepen connection. So whether this is to materialism or to an actual invested relationship, I don't know. It could be either or. What does that mean to you? This transit can have us feeling very head over heels about, you know, a new prospect, whether that's in love, job, whatever. So any new prospects, be very aware on the 18th, they might sound a lot better than they might actually be, I guess. I don't know. This is kind of the type of transit that tells you things that seem better than they are and a lot of things you know not everything is as it seems At your first impression takes some time to mull over things especially very important things like a possible new career move change all of those things um again a year of quarantine during this pandemic has us kind of craved for attention so i would also say be careful because this transit kind of has us wearing our hearts on our sleeves and be careful if you just kind of go way all in on something on this day, it's going to be very easy just because everything seems so appealing on the 18th. Is that some
0: tea? <laughs> that's some fucking <laughs> D. That's a read. <laughs> Moving on to the 19th, the moon in Gemini. Um, the moon in Gemini is about learning how to use our words. So this moon in Gemini, we are being called to communicate through obviously less on a direct level due to all of the Pisces energy going about, but how are we going to Use our words these next few days. Are we going to build up those around us or end up causing conflict due to a misunderstanding? This is very much the energy of this moon in Gemini and it can go in a lot of different ways because Gemini is chaotic, period.
1: Especially the moon in Gemini. Let's be real, moon in Gemini, people are a lot more Geminis than- Period. Moon in Moon
0: in Gemini is
1: chaotic, Period. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know anything about that specifically, to be honest. No,
0: you wouldn't know a damn thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on to the 20th, uh, coming from a moon in Gemini, I would say that this transit is attached to that is going to be probably the most direct one that we feel this week, and that's Mars trining to Saturn. So absolutely going to be the most firm transit in terms of what's happening with the planets, you know, aspecting each other. This transit... Allows us kind of to recenter and reevaluate our goals. Maybe we're acting a little too lofty in the week with all those sex styles. And this is kind of be kind of us coming to Earth, but not in a harsh way, more of a pleasant, like, okay, let's get back on track way. Um, this is, you know, Saturn's involvement is direct here. So goals and achievements are going to be on the forefront of our mind. But Mars is what reassures us and pushes us towards a direction where we can get to where we need so to achieve success on the 20th my recommendation is to keep your goals very small and achievable focus on the little things that you know you can for sure get done on the day don't think of the big end project if you don't have to and just be realistic with your expectations for the day and I think the 20th will be very pleasant especially if we are setting verbal um achievements for the day because that moon in gemini really knows how to get things done and it knows how to talk to that person to get what you need accomplished Purr. Um. finally on the 21st rounding out the week we have one more sextile because two wasn't good enough this time it's <laughs> first...
0: two wasn't good enough
1: <laughs> it wasn't good enough so here's the third um, mercury is going to be sextile uranus and this is going to be that final shift that kind of happens energetically before the sun moves into Aries from Pisces. And this is really the direction this transit wants to go. This shifts our thinking a lot more to a collective mindset. Pisces can sometimes be a little self-centered. It has kind of this idea of, oh, I'm the only one who feels this way or experiences this, this way, which is why a lot of times people make fun of Pisces and say that they're more so the victim. So heading into this The end of this week. This transit can be very exciting, could because even mild gossip can be translated as like, you know, a front page scandal. This transit can be great for casual conversations. I think it keeps things very mentally mentally stimulated. Thoughts flow, words flow, conversations are really easy. People seem approachable. Mentally, though, this is where I kind of was hitting on a little earlier. This transit. Can bring up a lot of like brainstorming, which is you know great for those who are feeling stuck on a project. I think specifically for this day, we want to tap into more of that Piscean outside the box mindset to figure out these solutions to problems that we may have been experiencing for a very long time and have kind of felt stuck on. This is a great day just for planning anything and about anything in general. So just expect you know your schedule for the next coming up weeks after the 21st to kind of be full because this transit has us a little bit wanting to overexert ourselves.
0: Period. (laughs) And I think that's an excellent way to wrap up this fucking great episode with that wonderful horoscope. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was definitely feeling the square between us in our last episode when we were talking about the trine, but I think our brains were, you know, in conjunction there opposing those fucking bad astrologers on
0: TikTok. Per... Ooh, you guys and since that. we're just wow, I really love that you just used all the aspects in one side. You, <laughs> I see you smiling over there in your corner. You really just planned on something's out, huh? I mean, wow. I know. I just Branding I, 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 King, Branding fucking King. Look at him.
1: Uh, <laughs> we'll have a video for you guys one day. It, it, there's just so much. <laughs> <you're saying. laughs> there's just so I much. No,
0: so I'd be looking so, so busted. busted.
1: <laughs> wait i have to look cute to record oh no yeah no <laughs> guys i'm gonna be real like i just hopped out of the shower like i don't even know if i put on deodorant
0: <laughs> no face crack my face Looks no like yeah, i don't Riggered have lotion face. on my face right now i could use uh, mm. a whole lot of things anyways you can follow <laughs> us on instagram at Mercury underscore in underscore gatorade underscore podcast you can follow me at Tyler Doyle
1: thirty six on Instagram, and, and you can
0: follow me at Mind Your Damn Business because I hate social media right now. So don't follow me, but follow me instead. <laughs> oh, <fine. laughs> want to be an go angel. play with tyler go uh, yeah. uh you'll, you'll hear from me on the official on the official instagram
1: okay Put at my tiktok guys it's at tyler Doyle 36 because i've been getting a lot of death threats and hate recently because um that astrologer wanted to put me on blast and try and make me look like a colonialist or something
0: like <laughs> really and cool. my tiktok is terabyte tray um oh yeah Trey, give us that oh my god come on promote your new account Oh, girl, I'm not, uh,
1: that's no, like something, no, that's,
0: that's, a, that's a side, that's a side, that's a side.
1: Get into it, get into it's
0: it. It's a side, stop. But, but
1: these <laughs> Venn diagrams have a very similar inner circle, so come on, just let's Oh
0: my go. gosh, okay, okay, so Tarot by Trey is um, my own astrological and tarot services, um operated outside of mercury and gatorade obviously this podcast is a collaboration between me and tyler but me and tyler operate our own astrology and tarot practices um, not sure when you're gonna drop your shit because you are just as good of a reader as i am we offer very two different perspectives but if you would like to purchase an astrology, synastry, or tarot card reading, my um, Instagram for that is tarot by Trey, spelled T-R-E. So tarot, T-A-R-O-T by Trey, T-R-E. Thank and you very he, much. He, Trey is really empathetic,
1: so I go to him when I need my readings to be kind of subjective, but like coming from a more softer emotional approach. Getting a reading by Trey. Is just like a nice
0: warm hug from your mother. Period. It's like I really try to be that. It's still vibes. I'll keep it honest with you. I'm always honest, but like I'm very much like, if you like someone to see you like a person, I'm 100 that bitch. So I try to be. <laughs> and if you want, <laughs> if you want somebody to tell you a little bit more how it is now, baby, <laughs> if you want someone to fucking read you to filth and tell you in every ways five five ways from Sunday that you are a shitty ass person and you like are like. Do you like to be stomped on the highway? Tyler's your bitch.
1: <laughs> I promise. No,
0: no, you I'm just a, lot,
1: a lot of self-reflection from my readings, um, a lot of self-reassurance from Trey's readings. Yes, that's that, that that's the yes. real that's Tyler's
0: that. gonna be more direct with you. I'm gonna be like, reflect on yourself, you know, yourself is the answer. Tyler's gonna be like, nah, bitch, here it is. <laughs> Trey's,
1: Trey's the tarot reader you want. I'm the tarot reader you need. <laughs> But I'm I just kidding. I'm you just need. kidding.
0: Yeah, Trey's really I good. can still be what you need. No, we all can, can be what you need, maybe. That and that's why we come together on this podcast, y'all, because Mercury and Gatorade is best served with a little bit of different flavors. Well,
1: that's I right. mean, also, th- he's especially what you need right now because I don't have a tarot Instagram. So <laughs> I can't <laughs> be what you need right we'll now. We'll get
0: you. We'll be on that yeah, We're not we'll there not Um, it's
1: I mean, true. so that's it, guys. That is the square. And also, a really heavy-handed just rant about horrible TikTok and astrologers and tradition. As a
0: whole, as a community, we, t- yeah. we spilled some community tea for y'all. Please don't drag us.
1: And if you want to drag us, I'm ready to fight.
0: <laughs> if you want to drag us, we are the Astrology Podcast by Chris Brennan. And if you enjoyed us, we are Mercury and Gatorade
1: exactly all right guys um i that's all i have for you this time that was the square uh next time we're coming at you hot with sex styles too bad this horoscope can not happen sex because style. all the sextile energy but at least you guys will know what to expect from a sex style next episode
0: from me jennifer
1: coolidge mm-hmm. and i'm shelly duval goodbye <laughs> <laughs>